0: theft assistance safe deposit box discounts prescription drug discounts shopping travel entertainment discounts and much more call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it state bank and trust company member fdic
1: louisiana broadcasters are looking for the best of the best announcing the 2022 lab broadcast scholarship program Two $2,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students. For complete details, please call 1-800-364-7260 or go to broadcasters.org. Deadline for entries January 28th, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program. Good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana.
2: Keyshawn,
3: Jay Will, and Max.
2: Ryan Flores is out as the Dolphins
1: head coach. Key? You see that one coming? I did and didn't, I guess. I could go back and forth with that one, right? I felt like he could get it earlier in the season, but then they got on
2: a nice seven-game run. I don't like that for the Dolphins. I think that is going to be a crucial and critical mistake on their part. G.J. and Max. Mornings on
4: ESPN
1: Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN
3: 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La
4: Rose,
2: New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello,
3: sports fans. Whoa, hello there.
2: Local sports, national sports. The G Cat has got you covered.
0: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
2: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
3: Check it out, George. It is hour number two of the Sports Hangover coming up later this hour um we're going to talk a little bit about some of the teams in the playoffs. so we'll be doing that here shortly as coming up in our number one. Rick Moore covers the 4.9ers will join us at 130. David Alexander covers the Rams at 145. Jordan another segment here before you have to you know go get ready for your opening class here of the semester. We'll get into that here as well. Christian Clark's going to join us at 215. he put up something yesterday that has gotten some attention obviously. And I'm just wondering if if you think it's a big deal or not. Um, I kind of touched on it at the beginning of the show and I'm like, eh, it is what it is. Um, and that's the fact that Zion is essentially working out with a trainer that was originally hired by the LSU Tigers. And Jasper Bibbs, a strength coach who in August was fired after less than two months over at LSU. Spent five seasons with the Utah Jazz. Apparently, per Christian, you've seen him around the team, November, October. But he's not a member of the Pelicans staff. I kind of touched on it a bit. I'll get into it with, with him specifically, Jordan. But you know how I feel already about this. I feel this whole situation. Again, by the way, Pels take on the Knicks tonight. Um, I, Does he show up tonight? I, I mean, here's my thing. Does he show up? Hold on. Let me plug you in. Sorry. Say that again. Does he show up tonight? He better not. I'm just being honest. I'm again, optics matter. Do, do I, and this is kind of how I looked at it from this standpoint, from this story. Okay. Um, my man ain't played yet. Right. So, however it is that he needs to get back on, because I I, here's the problem, I think, with all of this when it comes to Pell's fans. I don't think initially the who he works out or rehabs with bothers you. Does that make sense? Like, it could be Dr. Scratch and Sniff, Jekyll and Hyde, Frankenstein. It doesn't matter. Like, Dr. Seuss. that That's not even... I don't think that would ever be a story. Yeah, Dr. Seuss. Keep coming with some fun doctor names, pals, fans, at ESPN Radio NOLA. <laughs> I don't think it would matter if, say, not the broader situation. Does that make sense? Like, right. if that guy's name was Dr. Whoever, no one would kind of maybe even pause. The problem is... It just is feels like it's another piece to this very weird puzzle that doesn't seem to really make sense when you put it together. And the picture is right.
2: Take Jameis Winston for example. He's who's what doctor is he rehabilitating? You don't even with? know. You don't even know. Do you right. care? No. Do you care? <laughs> is he on the team? Video? No. What? Right. He's not you New Orleans. Want, no. Exactly. But you, do you care? That's a very because good point because he's been around the team. It's a very and good he point. Has he has saints stuff on when he does do it.
3: Very good point. And was, you know, in Atlanta, final game over there. And, and again, but, but again, that man is rehabbing an ACL injury. Right. He, here's why it it's it just when I saw it and read it, I'm like, <laughs> cause on the surface, Jordan, I don't think it's a big deal. Like I don't care who he's working out with to get back because to me, the bigger deal is that he's not with the team. That's me, that's me. This isn't your rehabbing a foot surgery that you had. You're you're rehabbing soreness, whatever the heck that means. And that's what I'm getting at, right? I, I I think I speak on behalf of a good amount of Pel's fans that they don't know what the heck is going on. There's no transparency, and at the very nope. least, again, it doesn't matter who this guy's name is or where he got fired or whatever. It's here's here's another what he's with who he's not with a Pell staffer because the last statement that the Pell's released that had a Zion and Griff statement on it said that he would have a Pell's personnel person with him. Well, he's not. (laughs) So what what is going on? Well, that's what I'm getting at. So and again. I think Pell's fans would give benefit of the doubt to Zion and say, Hey, I don't trust the Pell's training staff. I haven't gotten better, you know, whatever. I'm gonna do my thing. Again, and I think fans would be like, no problem. Optics matter in, in certain situations. You just brought up Jameis. I don't think it would. But when you have the history of untrust or questionable what decisions The fact that the guy he's working out with was hired by LSU, lasted less than two months and was fired, it just it just makes you go something else that you don't have to that you don't have to right like well why did he get fired? Like that's not that's not a a a a position or a person that is inconsequential to me. Like the, the strength and conditioning coach of a basketball team is. Really important. They schedule your workouts. They do your re- I mean, like, really important. And to fire him before the season starts, that's like opening up a new shop. Your uncle has a, a new restaurant he's franchising and he fires the manager a month before opening. Like that, that's a big decision. And it's just weird how it's very quiet. Christian tried to find out. You know, it was just like, it is what it is. They part, it was a buyout. It, strange. And then he's around the team, but not an employee. Now, is that because of a contract? I don't know. Maybe the Pelicans can't hire him because of – I don't know. I, I, so, But again, Pels fans are probably going to take this, this, and this out of it, right? Instead of looking in broader context, I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying normal people will go, so when he's not with a team health guy or rehabber, and he's with a guy that LSU fired less than two months. It just, it opted, you, you get what I'm getting at. It's just like, what is going on? You just get this sense and this feel of like, what? Now, again, it may not be anything and it may not matter anything. I don't think it is. I guess what what we came up with, Dr. Seuss, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, whatever. <laughs> Give me whatever, doctor. I don't think it would normally matter Who's rehabbing you, if again you don't have the prior history and stuff? And what I'm confused about is why you can't do that here, or what yeah. is it that you're rehabbing? I mean, what where is the soreness coming from? Should you have gotten another surgery? Should you have gotten it? You get what I'm, I'm like? Soreness. I that, that is that that's basically like Jeff Duncan said it. Hour number one. What the reports say. What what the hell does that mean? I mean, it's such a broad thing. It's just, and I just honestly get a sense and feel that people that cover this team and fans of this team have just had it. It's just like, it just feels like you're not being told anything. I don't know if they need to tell you anything, but again, certain things require more attention than others, right? When you're the starting quarterback of the NFL, your your behavior, your Attitude, your it gets scrutinized more than the guy holding the clipboard or holding for field goals.
2: Period. And you know it's funny. You you mentioned it a few like the past couple of days where you just see this team taking um, next steps of all right. Well, Zion's not here anymore. We're not going to even worry about him being here. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was, fans are starting to see it because I was talking to a couple people, and that's one of the main talking points. Is oh, it looks like this team. Doesn't need Zion. It seems like they're playing well without him. They don't have that on their mind. So, hey, if if one of the key factors is out of sight, out of mind, where the team can concentrate, hey, I'm all for it. But it would be nice to hear the organization say, "Look, Zion's going to get away. No distractions." And but at the same time, it's why wouldn't you want to be there? Going back to the point,
3: you know. Again, goes. And here's my other thing. Again, I'm not Mrs. Benson. But if I were, I, I, I got to assume reasonably at some point, the following phrase would have come out sort of like with AD. Remember when I used to say this? I'm sure Gail Benson went, I'm sorry. He did what when she was told he turned down 200 million and it turned around. Hopefully what we will eventually thought or think is at the very least it did turn the organization to we have to care more i mean that that's happened right david griffin's moves haven't all been great but at the very least they hired a vice vice president of basketball operations they hired really good people in other places but that's my point though she was told i need a million dollars to add to the facility she was told we need to hire you know the number one medical guy or or you know in charge of your staff and that's what i'm getting at is at some point reasonably, I would be like, hold up. We, we have invested and I've spent and cut a check to add to our medical facility in the building, you know, and, and have hired one of the top trainers in the NBA. Yeah, I was told he was the best. W- why is he working out with a guy that's not even under my paycheck? I, again, I'm just, I'm not, I don't even know if it's a big deal. I'm just saying your franchise player. Face of the franchise. It's rehabbing with the guy that you don't pay for. Now, they may. Maybe they pay him. Maybe it's just not an employee. Maybe it's contract work. Like I said, I don't know. That's why I'm having Christian on at 215. It just, as a Pels fan, it just makes you go, what? You understand what I'm saying? Optics normally don't matter in a lot of different things. Politics, you know. Management, it does. How you appear, like I, you can't be the head of a company and just post pictures on social media of you debauchery. It just it's not good for you, right? Optics. You you may have not done anything, but certain photos can't be shown in certain areas. And, and I'm just saying when when you when, when when your quote unquote star franchise players training elsewhere, never Neverland. With a man that got fired by a university up the river, it just it just doesn't seem like like things are going well. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just I mean, I I, it's it's almost to the point where I'm like, man, look, I I get you get it. Look, and there's quotes by Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz saying, "I love this guy," so he I, I don't know him personally. He may have gotten fired by LSU for something completely not related to his job. You never know, right? But he got fired. I just, some people
2: over on Twitter, Frank over on Twitter, Dr. Joe Rogan could be healing it all. Dr. Just Joe? Just get him back, hey, on,
3: the,
2: give me, get him back yeah. on the floor. So. Give me
3: some more doctors. Come on. At ESPN radio, <laughs> Frankenstein. Jordan said Dr. Seuss. I don't honestly really care. It's just one of those things where it, it just, it, it just seems, man, like they really need a crisis management PR guy. I just, you can get ahead of the situation. I, I've offered my services, man, for like gear. I'm telling you, you can get ahead of this. So he can't run full contact and play basketball. It doesn't mean he can't be out in front and be a part of the team and organization. He should be on Valley Sports. He should be on with Todd and Daniel and JD. Once a week, the guy should be... Like, there's no reason. There's no reason. So he can't run and play full court. Why can't he be at Warren Easton or one of these high schools? Why can't he tell Jordan Brand to give me some boxes of headbands, man, something that didn't cost you anything, and to just go different places. Because you know what that would happen in Jordan? When any story comes out on that, you would get, man, leave the man alone. Man, the man's trying to heal. Man, the man cares. But when you disappear and you hire a guy who's been fired, again, he could be the best trainer ever. I'm just saying. You cut a check for a million dollars to upgrade the facility. You hire the best trainer in the NBA. Your team is battling for its coach and trying to build an identity, and you're not around. That's just me.
2: I don't think I could say it any better, Gus. I mean you're now your transition to me. That was like a that was a nice fifteen minute rant, I have to say.
3: I'm sorry. Is there anything no, else we could talk about? possibly? No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Actually, you know what sorry, I wanted I to do? Witnessing. I wanted to do this today, and we're gonna have a little fun with this too, as well. Because you, thankfully, I'm not seeing a lot of this today. And again, maybe it's because the teams aren't where they're supposed to be, and he's not playing. But the you know him to New York thing, I haven't man. I haven't seen that today, which is good because we were gonna compare New Orleans things and New York things. You know, so I may do that here as well. All right, go get ready for class. I'll Thanks. be listening. I'm still here no, doing stuff. No, it I, I know. I just, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. You'll be in studio tomorrow. So we'll see. You oh
2: yeah. We're going to have a fun show tomorrow.
3: We are. Tell everybody what it is. We've got a minute before the break. Go ahead and go.
2: All right. Yeah. So tomorrow we have fan made songs from each of the remaining NFL playoff teams and we're going to put them up against each other, put them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You'll listen to them. We'll play them during the show, whatever one you like best either vote on it or comment, and that one moves on.
3: I'm telling you, Stripes is winning. I Stripes is a go, one, but is I a like the 49ers You like the 49 No, the 49ers. <laughs> What's no. it called? 49er gang up or whatever? I, I can't uh, remember. Tomorrow, what was, tomorrow's going to be one. fun. I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. I'm going to have some fun to get into the playoffs since, you know, Saints aren't in it. At home. But anyway, thank you, Jordan. Stay warm out there, buddy.
2: No problem. Y'all have a good day.
3: There he goes, Jordan Kleber, the intern. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook. All you have to do is go draft load, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Put in the code LaRose. And then, boom, $100 in free bets is yours for the taking. No deposit required. It's super easy. If you have an Android phone, Google Play app. Uh, the Google Play Store, and that's where you get your apps, and then, you know, the App Store for your iPhone. And go do it. it it's, it's, it's super easy. Step two, it's the code. It'll ask you for a code. Larose, L-A-R-O-S-E is what you put in, download the app, and then boom, once you finish signing up, and you have your account, when it goes live, which should be hopefully before the Super Bowl, you will have $100 to start off with, okay? When we get back, your phone calls, phone lines are open, 800 Sports 1003 hangover, and on ESPN New Orleans
4: we going to celebrate your party with you. Come on now.
3: Celebrate. That's a lot of diamonds. That's a lot of diamonds. You're seeing a lot of diamonds because you're at Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers getting ready for Valentine's Day. A Celtic knot made of two intertwined hearts share the fire of a single created diamond. The Together Forever Diamond Pendant is about the love you share. Just $169. You can also celebrate your togetherness with bigger diamonds at bigger prices. All the way up to $6,000. A crescent moon holds a Valentine's heart. That says love you to the moon and back. Just $99. Now tell us about the circle of love, Aunt Lori. The circle of love diamond pendant is for only one woman. The woman who is surrounded by your circle of love. $149 and up. Valentine's Day is all about love. And so is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers.
4: Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana, on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie.
3: For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job site standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Galvalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated galvalume. Buy direct and save, Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516 online at reedsmetals.com. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same.
4: At AMO Trial Lawyers,
0: we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your
3: recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800 A couple of questions of the day this week have been fun looking towards the playoffs. Is there anybody you absolutely do not want to win this weekend? And is there a team, I guess this is almost kind of something that I probably shouldn't even say anymore because the stats are there. Is there a team you absolutely want to see win. As Jordan put it, which team are you rooting for to win the Super Bowl and which team do you absolutely not want to see win the Super Bowl? Again, I brought it up earlier. The ratings for Saturday's game between Vegas and the Bengals. So, Brian Holland posted the the stats and he's a sports director and anchor for NBC 33 and Fox 44. And he posted it and he, I thought it was interesting that he posted top metered markets for Raiders and Bengals. Cincinnati had the highest, 42.2, right? Um, Dayton, with the share... With basically, the way it broke down to it, 42.2 was the metered ratings, which is basically 70, 74% of Cincinnati TVs had the game on. Number two was Dayton, Ohio. Makes sense. 28.6, the metered ratings. About 54% of that city's TVs were on. At number three was New Orleans. 26.5, 50 Percent of every TV that was turned on in New Orleans Saturday afternoon had the Bengals Raiders game on. I know we love football, but I I legitimately think it was to tune into that game. That's an amazing number. 50% on a Saturday afternoon. Columbus was four, Buffalo five, KC six, Vegas was seven. Congratulations, Rafael. (laughs) That's great. Providence, Pittsburgh was ninth. Nashville and Milwaukee. Tied for 10th, but New Orleans. 50% of the TVs per metered markets have the Raiders and Bengals in on there. It's pretty incredible. I guess when you look at it from that perspective. Um Keyshawn Johnson brought this up this morning, and and you've heard me talk about it with some of our guests here as well. I, I just when I look at that Bengals Titans game. Haven't been there and done that matters. It absolutely does. And Vrabel and the Titans have that advantage. Tannehill has that advantage. I know a lot of people keep bringing up, well, Derrick Henry is coming back. I hear you. At the same time, Um Derrick Henry hadn't played in a while. What kind of shape is he in? What kind of stamina is he in? How are his legs? How's his lungs? I mean, I, I, I get he's back, and he is an athletic freak. No one, no, no doubt about it. I. Don't doubt that tired or not, he can't get a yard or two, but I don't know. If he can, do, can he give you 30 carries, 23 carries, 20 carries? I don't know. I I would think not having played in a while should affect no, you know, most normal people. And I understand he's a great athlete. So I'm stopping short of saying, I don't know how effective he can be, but I don't know how effective he can be. So then it comes down to who do you trust at quarterback? Look, Burrow, Burrow has. A high number of interceptions this year. And I think the thing that is going to be interesting to me is can he avoid something that he's done a lot of this year? He has 14 total picks. And out of those 14 picks, I don't know the exact number. I should have asked Ben Baby this. Um, But he's thrown a good amount inside the 20 in the red zone. I would have said at least... Four, five, six—I've seen on either highlights or live in games have been in the end zone. If the Bengals are in the red zone, if the Bengals have a chance to score, they've got to. And here's the other thing: I—I I don't think this guy is phased by anything. I actually think he enjoys the bigger the game. He enjoys what many people would consider pressure. I—I I, I think they're—they're they're looking forward to it. And look, you're playing with house money. You remember the NFC Championship game? Drew Brees finally eventually admitted it. I think we all saw it and felt it. I brought up that last drive to lead to the Hartley field goal to send the Saints to the Super Bowl. And Drew Brees' passes were all wobbly. That man knows how to throw a spiral. He was tight. And he said it. He, he was gripping the football to make sure it wasn't a pick. The throws were low. He made sure that it didn't sail. He was, he was what a pitcher does sometimes when he can't find the strike zone and he misses low, holding on to the ball too long, just a little tight, little long, not just releasing it like you normally would, wanting to place rather than to just execute what you normally do with, with through muscle memory. And I think that was the Bengals last week. Now, they didn't show it. They, they, they won that game against the Raiders. They played very well. To me, way more pressure last week. Way more pressure. You haven't won a playoff game since 1991. I mean, well, you did it. You're at home. You better not lose again. No, I mean, he did it. You're done. Now you're going to Tennessee. They're the one seed. You've been playing. You've beaten Kansas City. You played well towards the end of the year. You won your playoff game. You kind of feel like you're on a roll. This week feels like a normal week. The other team got the bye Yay, we get Derrick Henry back. You got a team that don't care. I keep saying it all week. Why not? Like tell me why not? And, and if your why not is, well, you know, they're facing a more experienced team. Who had Tennessee as the number one seed? They went in one, one seed three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Just it panned out that way. So many other teams lost. I mean, the, the Patriots were the one seed for a while with a quarterback that completes two passes in a game that they won. You heard Jeff Duncan say it. You need to have an elite quarterback if you want to win a championship. I know Joe hadn't played two full seasons, but I'm trusting that guy with Tannehill to make a play with his arm. I just am. I just am. You've, you've seen the Titans. The Saints have played in the last couple of years. I mean, I, they're a hard-nosed, physical, gritty team that absolutely Mike Vrabel's guys will play you to the last second. Yes. Buy it. 100%. But why not? I, I would not be surprised at all. I, I'm picking the Bengals. I think the Bengals go in there and win. Here's Coach O yesterday on ESPN. It was in the afternoon after our show ended, and he says he's not surprised that the Bengals have had success.
4: I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> when, when he got Jamar, I knew the leadership skills of Joe and you don't. And um, I think Coach Ryan was right. Uh, all the things he said was exactly right. But the thing that Joe did when he came here from Ohio State, he was humble. And he worked hard. And he earned the respect of his football team. He's got the toughness of a linebacker. He's got the mind of a general. He's the son of a coach. And he's the smartest football player I've been around.
3: So he's going to be somewhat prepared. And then he'll adjust to the game. And again, if he can avoid the mistakes, Why not? What I keep saying, here's Coach Joe, a little bit more and Burrow and Chase.
4: Joe, let Jamar be Jamar. Jamar. Jamar, you can't get Jamar off the field, man. He's going to work, work, work. Jamar's not into all the hype. He's not into all the accolades. Neither is Joe. Those guys, they kind of both the same. They're hard workers, unusually. You know, a receiver, you know, he wants to carry. All right, kid, they want to get some catches. They want all that stuff, a quarterback. <laughs> you know, you, you, you would think, Joe, you know, Joe, when we're going for the championship run, you know, we, we beat some teams where there were some trophies on the field. They left the, the trophies on the field. I mean, they wanted the national championship. That's all they wanted. And when, we, you know, everybody in the room knew Joe was going to win the Heisman. We never talked about it. Hmm. And Joe won the Heisman. It was a great award. But those guys had one thing in mind, is winning the championship.
3: The other thing also brought up this week, too, is comparisons of Joe Burrow and how he's looking like already. And... The, it's a little late, perhaps, because I think the voting's based on the regular season. But this week, there's been some chatter on him being in the MVP race. I still think it's Brady or Rodgers. But it's hard to argue what this man has meant to this franchise this year. Coming off of it, by the way, an ACL in, what, I think another injury. He had another ligament, MCL as well. He tore two ligaments in his knee in a horrific-looking tackle last year. I mean... Your Jeff pause. He's like, "Look, no, Jameis is coming back." Joe Burrow. Tore his knee. Up. Look at the season he's having. It's pretty remarkable. So I, I get it. I, I don't think it's this year, but it would not shock me if that guy's at the MVP one year. Look what he's done to this franchise already. One season in in a few games, right? Um, but some people have been comparing him to Tom Brady, something to Joe Montana. That's Mike Greenberg. Coach Joe on the Brady Burrow comparisons. Then we'll break.
4: I think it fits, you know, but obviously he's got to do it. You and I both know, you know, you got to win the big game, man. To be a Tom Brady, you got to win the big game. You know, to be a Joe Burrow here at LSU, you got to win the big game. You got to beat Alabama on the road, which you did. You got to win the national championship. The best leaders are the guys that are making plays, the guys that are working hard every day, the guys that are doing the right thing on and off the field. And Joe does that.
3: Coach Joe, I think he'd be a great analyst. A lot of people have kind of said that he. Um, him and, and Lee Corso, when Lee Corso calls it a day. I, could you imagine Coach O being the guy that puts on the mascot head? I absolutely can. I think that's a great fit for him. Sports Takeover continues next. We will speak with Rick Moore. Covers the 49ers on your home, Pelicans Basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
4: Give the mass a slip. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. Once more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional. Once again, recognized by Healthgrades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse, Highway 1 and
1: Raceland, features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials, Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Get
3: in zone, auto zone.
1: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ready for an oil change? We can help get the right protection at the right price. Right now, you can get 5 quarts of Valvoline Daily Protection or Valvoline MaxLife High Mileage Motor Oil with an STP oil filter for just $28.99. Visit one of our 6,000 stores or order from AutoZone.com for same-day store pickup or next-day delivery.
4: Get in zone,
0: AutoZone.
3: Restrictions apply.
0: Welcome to Allstate. Where your savings are always on the right track. And where we still love when those auto rates
1: drop. Because when they do, that's some really good energy. Love when the extra savings hit. Don't you?
0: Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands
3: with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions.
2: Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattingill.
3: 7.15 Central Time. Packers taking on the 49ers. It'll be over on Fox to talk a little bit about San Francisco. We transition on over. Somebody that covers the team for us, and we appreciate the time. Um... As we look forward to this game here, Rick Moore from it Sports Magazine joins us, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. Um, you know, it's interesting when I look back at this season here as well. I, I, here they are in the, you know, the visional round. And yet I sort of feel like at the beginning and middle part of the season, not a lot of people probably looked at San Francisco as a playoff team. When you look back at the regular season, how would you describe it for us?
0: Well, I have a tendency to agree with you on that particular question. It, they did seem to fade out, whereas Green Bay has been on top all year long. Uh, the Niners had this – I think the big question was uh, the Trey Lance situation. San Francisco was – the fans were screaming for uh, this new quarterback, and Garoppolo just kept plugging away and plugging away and, and winning a ball game and putting it all together, and they could, Lance couldn't get into the lineup. And I – I think that that's what caused that type of feeling throughout San Francisco and the NFL was that they were having quarterback situations and who's going to play and who's going to start. And can Garoppolo get the job done? That's been a tag on him forever. And I think that's really what caused the uh, problems early in the year where they just seemed to kind of fade into the background and weren't out front. But they're up and they're playing well and uh, should be a fun game. Go.
3: It's nuts, Rick, because I sort of feel like Kyle – also was sort of facing that sort of criticism this season too as well. I remember some national folks saying, "Is this his last year here? You know, is he lock in step with the quarterback situation and management and et cetera?" And and yet, you know, you you take a look at. It, there's no denying that there, there's some offensive stuff that he does that's just tough to stop. I mean, the opening drive against Dallas, the different formations and and things of that nature. And then there's also some things that make you go, "What." Is that a fair way to describe Kyle Shanahan as a coach?
0: Um, I think it is, of course. The imagination and the creativity. I think Shanahan's one of the best there is. I think he's one of the smartest minds to do what he's doing with uh, Debo Samuel and and running him out of the backfield, giving different looks. I think that the trick in the NFL is uh, making things look different, doing something different. People watch so much film nowadays that – your tendencies are known throughout the league. So if you can be creative and you can do things a little differently, you can catch other teams by surprise. And I think Shanahan's the best that there is at that, I guess. I think that the conjecture about his status with the team is not the way to go. I think he's going to stick with the 49ers, and I think it'd be a serious uh, misstep to uh, let a cor- uh, coach like that head out. I think he's creative mind one of the Best young coaches around, and I certainly think the 49ers are going to keep him around. But he he's creative, he does some strange things. But running the, uh, Samuel out of the backfield is just brilliant. Now, is Green Bay going to be ready for that this week? Sure, as opposed to Dallas? Yeah, I guess they will.
3: So, there'll be a lot of attention on Garoppolo uh, and, and Samuel, as you just said there as well. We'll get back to him, but I have to ask you because obviously. Well, you don't know this, but the last two years we've had, um, Billy Napier on a lot from, um, UL now with Florida as the head coach. So there are a lot of Cajun fans around here that have probably followed Elijah Mitchell and what he's been able to do. Six round pick back in 2021. He has 963 yards, five TDs. That, that, is it almost remarkable to say though that that guy is almost a thousand yard back for this team?
0: That is uh, incredible. Again, he's flown under the radar, too. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, down there in uh, Louisiana territory. He had 96 yards last week, and it, I just couldn't hardly believe that. Like quite a few carries, but he was almost at 100. Um, he stepped up when he's had to. He was sixth round, but he had to perform. He had to come up, and I think that he's done a heck of a job as a rookie. Um, one little problem is he's had a knee banged up and right. he's uh sat out and practiced a little bit he's been limited so but we need Mitchell there's no doubt about that he's got to play up to hard he's got to be healthy hopefully and uh make something happen in the backfield but he's been a great surprise for 49ers and the fans love him up there
3: you know one of the other things Rick as we mentioned with Garoppolo too man I we saw those drives, you know, in the game, especially in the Rams. You know, I mean, I, he made plays. There's no other way to look at it. The guy is capable of making plays. And we we see some interceptions in the end zone uh, that, make, that make you go hmm, here as well. Do you think if it got into an offensive showdown with, with Rodgers, have you seen enough this season, this, this year's Jimmy G, to think that he can do that, especially when you look back at that drive against the Rams?
0: Well, if you take the history of Jimmy G sure it seems like things are not going to go well up in green bay especially competing against a quarterback of the quality of Aaron Rodgers but I I'm a Jimmy G guy I I'm a fan I think that he's a talent he does you mentioned the same situation with Shanahan Gus where he does a few things that you're not quite sure what's going on inside of his head but he's a winner and that's why Shanahan couldn't pull him out I no, Shanahan was under pressure uh, to maybe do something with Lance, but mm-hmm. you couldn't take the guy out because he was winning ball games, and he <laughs> continues to do so.
3: All right, man. We focus uh, a little bit on the offense here as well. Your final thoughts, though, with Samuel. You, you mentioned that maybe you thought the Packers would be ready for that as well. Has he really surprised you by how big a role he's had? Not only in this offense, but where would you put him? Because look, obviously, when you think of Packers, you think of I'd say Parker, right? I mean, where is Samuel to you? amongst receivers in the NFL?
0: I think he's one of the top receivers in the NFL. I do. And especially when you consider uh, after the play, after the catch. That's so important, so critical in the NFL. And Samuel's one of the best at that. But to make him a two-pronged attack, running him straight out of the backfield, come on, Gus, that's brilliant, I think. And uh, Green Bay will be better prepared for it. But Shanahan will come up with some other twists. But, uh, you gotta love Debo Samuel. I know that, uh, Devontae is, is the best and, and maybe the premier running back in the NFL this year. Uh, you gotta love Adam to get the job done. Uh, and the, the uh, I mean, as a pass receiver, uh, of course, uh, Jones now is, uh, their running back. But think about, uh, the rumor is Randall Cobb they come back this week, too. So if you got Aaron Jones coming out, and you've got Randall Cobb coming out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot tougher on Shanahan and the 49ers. But you, you got to love what Samuel's doing for the team and the imagination Shanahan is showing using him out of that backfield. I think it's outstanding.
3: Speaking with Rick Moore, covers the 49ers for Sports Magazine. And You you mentioned the defense is going to be key. It's one of the reasons the 49ers do win games. And we're in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Look, Nick Bosa, Concussion. Obviously, like over in, in Cincinnati with Trey Hendrickson, he had a concussion. He's been practicing. He's been cleared to play, per their head coach. Are, are we going to see Nick Bosa? Uh
0: That's a great question. There's a lot of conjecture about that, guess. I think he's going to play. He seems to be moving through the protocols. He is uh, limited in practice, but he is practicing, and that's got to be a good sign. Um Personally, I don't think that without Bosa and the energy that he brings to the 49ers' defense, I think that they're going to really struggle against Green Bay if both is not on the field. And not just physically, and, but mentally and emotionally, Bose is the leader of that team. He made a comment the other day that uh, 49ers ought to be America's team and not Dallas after mm. they kicked their butt. So yeah. pretty funny guy and, and a lot of energy. And that's what the 49ers are going to need to go up to the cold weather and uh, play against a team like Green Bay. Green Bay's number one seed. They're playing at home. It's going to be cold as heck up there, guts. They're well-rested, and if anybody's got a bigger chip on their shoulder than Aaron Rodgers, I'd like to know who it is. Whether he deserves it or not, he makes it up. It's going to be a long day.
3: I was going to say, Rick, one of the other reasons he probably added a chip to the shoulder that has several chips already is the fact that one storyline this week is the success the 49ers have had against Green Bay. When you look back at the history, why, why have they been such a thorn and Aaron Rodgers in the Packers side.
0: You know that's a great question. I think everybody's asking that question. <laughs> I think everybody wants to know how oh, in the world can they be three and all get the, the uh, uh, Packers in the last uh, divisional playoff type mm-hmm. series, and it's just amazing that that happens. And I, they, they've got it in their head.
3: Saints would like to forget about a lot of different things. Uh, Rick, so i just joined the crowd here, including the anniversary of the NOLA no-call um, and, and the fact that the 49ers for years in the NFC West kept the Saints from the playoffs. Look, man, I I look at, obviously, where where this weekend is going to be. I, I think the Packers, again, trusting quarterbacks, right, uh, would go that way. How do you think son, uh, Saturday night's game goes? Well,
0: um, the way I see it, is that the Packers are well-rested. It's going to be cold. 49ers play pretty decently in cold weather, being San Francisco, but not this kind of cold. They're predicting 15 to 20 degrees and zero degrees wind chill. They're the number one seed. I think that they're going to struggle against the Packers. I think Mm -hmm. the Packers have everything going for them. Not only that, but they've got a bunch of guys coming back. We are talking about a... DB Alexander might be back. Randall Cobb, Bacchieri. They've got a bunch of guys. That Zadarius Smith is coming back, and uh, obviously they got to be healthy. And then uh, San Francisco's struggling with injuries. We, mm-hmm. We're talking about Bosa. We're not sure what the heck is going to happen with him. Fred Warner went down with an ankle, and it looked bad. They say he's practicing, but Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Come on, we know they've got to play to beat a team of the quality of the Packers. The Packers. Seem to be running through everybody, Gus, and it just seems uh, to me they're six-point favorites, and I, I certainly think they're going to cover. I I think the 49ers have done a great job to get as far as they have this year. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of Jimmy G for all the talk and everything that's been going on in the San Francisco area, but it's going to be a long night for the 49ers if if Warner and Bosa and Garoppolo's got a sore shoulder, got a the bad right thumb, right? So they're they're faced a lot of turmoil. When you need to be at your best and they had a tough game with the Dallas while Green Bay Packers were watching on TV. So might be a long day, guys.
3: Very good points. Appreciate the time. Mr. Rick Moore covers the 49ers for sports magazine. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy the game this weekend.
0: Hey, I'm going to looking forward to it. Gus, thanks for having me on. I had a good time. Thank you.
3: Yep, for sure. Always a pleasure. When we come back, Mr. David Alexander, he covers the Rams. We'll do our best to be cordial. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He didn't play. We'll find out a little bit more about them as they get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Yuccaneers. We are your home for the New Orleans Pelicans. They play tonight 630 against the Knicks. Pre-game 6 o'clock right here on your home for Pelicans Basketball ESPN New Orleans.
4: Am I coming out
0: Greg LeBlanc Toyota. And we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily. Plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota and HOMA. Check out the all new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade in. Or check the inventory online. Online. At GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road HOMA. Shop now. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets king cake in-store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Houma.
1: State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements.
3: When you want the real
0: deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in cutoff. So we talk about sport. real Give sport. us a hot spoonful
3: of your opinion. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As we now turn our attention over to another team playing this weekend. First off, we thank Rick Moore covered the 49ers at Sports Magazine. Staying along those lines. Mr. David Alexander covers the Rams, joins us now. David, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. How are you? I'm doing fine. I need explanations. I need answers. (laughs) I know it's not your fault. You didn't play. But you covered a ramp, so you're part of it. What happened a couple of weeks ago? We needed one win. That's all what we needed. What happened in that game?
1: Well, you know, it's again. This is why the NFL is so much fun. This sort of week to week stuff where you think you've got it figured out until they play the next game, and uh, it's the same guys showing up, and you've got coaches making the game plans, but just for a variety of reasons. Execution just doesn't happen. Uh, if it were easy to explain, everybody would know it. Uh, so again, it's it's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, which really is the National Football League.
3: <laughs> <laughs> two different Aaron Donalds uh, as well there, right? Uh, in, there we in go. Two games. No, look, I mean, where was he? I needed one sack against the 49ers in that last drive. No, in all honesty, though, that I sort of look at the Rams this year, granted, from afar, and it, it does seem like, there were stretches this season. Uh-huh. See, look. There they are. That's why they went all chips in. And they are one of the most talented teams. And it almost seems like they underachieve. I don't think it's a talent thing. Is underachieving a way to describe them at times.
1: Well, yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think expectations as well, too. I think the point you're making about, you know, they're, they're really playing for now. And it took a while. Again, we all sort of waited for, you know, when was the real Von Miller going to show up? And we really didn't see a real Von Miller until last week. So, I think expectations... Has a lot to do with it, um, and again, I just think guys sort of figuring out you know what their job is and what their role is on the team. Uh, similar with Odell Beckham Jr., who you know uh, couldn't couldn't catch flies for the Cincinnati uh, for the Cleveland Browns, uh, might be the most important player on the field offensively for for the Rams uh, this coming week. Uh, yeah, it, it, again, it's hard to predict, uh, and it, again, I think a team living with the sort of expectations they have. I think that's sort of the extra burden that's there. And, and I think Sean McVay has done, I think, as good a job as possible sort of managing that. But now it's really up to the players. And, you know, again, yeah, what are the expectations for Matt Stafford, uh, who, you know, is trying to win his second postseason game in 13 years, uh, going against a guy who's won seven Super Bowls. So they have to live with the sort of their expectations and the weight of the expectations. But the talent is certainly there. Uh, and if they perform at a level, they perform that. Although well, the Cardinals certainly helped. If they mm-hmm. performed a lovely, they performed that on Monday night. Uh, I think they've got a real chance of beating Tampa. I really do.
3: It's interesting to me because, obviously, um, it was brought to everyone's attention three years ago, the Nolan Noel call. So we know all about that. I mm-hmm. Look, I, I was one, in, in all honesty, David, I said, look, that game, you could have won early and you didn't. So being, you can talk about the call we want. I actually thought that game plan was magnificent, and getting the ball out of Jared Goff's hands quickly and things of that nature. I've I just, I, since then, I've been surprised on how the Rams have, have been. And I don't even mean in win loss, the, the divorce with Jared Goff. Can, can you sort of take us back or give us a reason as to why that relationship sort of deteriorated? I mean, the, the guy had talent. It looked like in that year, he wasn't in the MVP candidate race. I mean, what, what happened in LA with Jared Goff?
1: Well, here, and I'm going to sort of answer your question. Here's what I find interesting about where the Rams are now, because I think what the Rams want from Matthew Stafford is to be a little bit better than Jared Goff. They don't want the Matthew Stafford that played for 12 years in the Lions, who, who, which sold magnificent passes, but then, of course, then came the pick sixes. I think they saw that they could get an upgrade on Goff, but it wasn't a dramatic upgrade on Goff. And I think that's really what Matt Stafford said. He was 13 for 17 on Monday night for 200 yards. I think they would love to get another game like that out of Matthew Stafford. I think they see him as a more dependable upgrade than Jared Goff, but not a whole lot better than Jared okay. Goff. And here, again, I think it's sort of the, the attitude of McVay, where he tries to control the process as much as possible. Now, he's not calling plays 13 seconds before the snap the way he was doing for Goff, but I think he's looking for a lot of the same things. He doesn't want mistakes. He wants sort of a no-big-impact offense. Although he's got big-impact players. So yeah, I think Stafford just has to be a little bit better than Jared Goff. I don't think Goff was a problem to answer your question. Right. I think the, again, expectations of Goff for whatever reason, the Rams didn't believe he was meeting, so they go out and get Matthew Stafford, who I think they believe is a little bit better than Goff. But he, I think the Rams don't want him to be a whole lot better than Goff. Let me put it mm-hmm. that way. Uh, if it comes down to Brady versus Stafford, the Rams are going to be in trouble. Quite frankly, they got to, everything else has to work for them. And again, Stafford just doesn't lose the game for them. I think that's really what the Rams want.
3: That's a good point. David Alexander covers the Rams. Um you Neil know, Cooper Cup, man, making the all pro team. Who had that beginning of the season?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think that's more scheming as well too. And again, I think a bit more dependability out of Stafford as well. Is finding Cooper Cup. And again, I think Cup had one maybe one or two catches on the game Monday night and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're looking to get more out of him uh, this coming week as well too. Um yeah, it's, it's, you have these various pieces that have been brought together fairly quickly, um, and the ability of, of the coach to sort of manage those pieces, that's really what the key is. And I think that's what McVay, if you ask Sean McVay what his biggest talent is, he'd probably say that's what he does best, is bring these sort of various pieces together and sort mm-hmm. of get them together for one or two or three games. And again, here's where they are. As we mentioned in the beginning, they're they're, they're sort of built for this. They're built for now. And this will be the real test. Everything that happened before this, even the game Monday night, doesn't really matter. It's you know it's what happens uh, you know this, uh, against uh, Tampa Bay, and, and I think McVeigh believes he's got the team that can that can go in and beat Tampa. Uh, and we'll certainly see. Again, I think Cooper Cup will play a large role. Getting back to your point, uh, the question is you know how they make that happen. Um, and again, this is where I think to Beckham Jr. becomes important, even if he doesn't catch a lot of passes uh how does he sort of drag defense towards him they can't double both cup and Beckham. that certainly won't work uh so they've got to make some decisions uh, the, the bucks have to make some decisions about how they're going to cover these guys one of those two guys if they have the big game is expected of them i think the rams are in pretty good shape
3: back in week three 34 24 rams at home beat the buccaneers two things that really stood out to me in that Game, statistically, Tom Brady threw 55 times, 41 yep. for 55, 432, mm-hmm. one TD, no picks. Mm-hmm. He was sacked three times. Leonard Fournette, four carries, eight yards, and they only rushed for 35 total. Stafford, four TDs, no uh, interceptions, sacked ones, 27 to 38. Can you take anything out of that game going into this one, or do you think it's just <laughs> going to be a different game? Well, I think the one thing the Rams will try
1: to do again is just get pressure on Brady. I think that's the real key. Anytime you play Tom Brady, it's got to be pressure. Here's where someone like we were talking about Aaron Donald earlier. I think particularly pressure right up in his face becomes really important. And then we had Von Miller. Um, and I, I don't know if you watched. I, I always watched the uh, the uh, Eli Payton uh, uh, broadcast on Monday night, and and Payton Manning made the comment that you know this was Von Miller of 2015. Now you might have been blowing smoke when he said that, but if if they get anywhere close to that Vaughn Miller, I think it's a very long day. And again, I think you gotta pressure Brady. We don't even know if Fournette's gonna play. I think the Bucks made a decision, midway in the decision, that Leonard Fournette was more valuable as a receiver than a than a ball carrier. And I think that might have been one of the questions when he was in New Orleans, was he really anything close to being a decent receiver? Um I think that if he plays, that'll be the real key for them. They've got to get the ball in his hands. More out of the backfield, I think, than actually running the ball. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Brady throws the ball another 45 to 50 times again. Wow. Uh, just because I think that's the way they, they seem to think they can beat them. Rams are playing with two backup safeties. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happened. But uh, for the Rams, it's pressure on Brady. And it's literally pressure right up the middle. Uh, they're, they've are got two offensive linemen that aren't 100% the Bucs. Uh, and that's like a field day for Aaron Donald. So if we have a, if we have good games from Donald and um, Vaughn Miller, uh, this could be really interesting as far as how the Rams defense uh, Tom Brady. He's got, you know, he's going to have his great throws. Gronkowski's still going to be out there. Um, but, you know, Vince Evans, uh, Evans, Mike Evans is still going to play. So they'll have their moments. But, you know, when the pressure comes, how the pressure comes, I think that's really what the Rams are looking for. Uh, more pressure on Brady the better the chance they have of beating the Bucs.
3: Tampa three-point favorite. How do you see it resulting on Sunday?
1: Here's the problem I have, and I've had this most of my life. Betting against Tom Brady is always a loser's bet. It always is. Uh, and with all the statistics we have and everything that says the Rams have a good chance to win, as long as number 12 is out there, you got to go with number 12. I'm taking the Rams with the points, but I'm taking them with one eye closed and gritting my teeth because I still <laughs> think the Bucks. I think the Bucks will still find a way of winning this game again, unless a lot of things happen along the way. Again, you've got one quarterback trying to win his second postseason game; right. the other guy's got seven seven rings. Right. Uh, you know yeah. who do we bet on there? So, <laughs> exactly. uh, I'm I'm taking the points, but I'm 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 um, it'll be close. Let's All put right, it that man. one. <laughs> hey, appreciate
3: <laughs> the time, Mr. David Alexander. Thank you so much, man.
1: My pleasure. Guys, you have a good day.
3: Yep, for sure. That wraps up hour number two. Coming up in hour number three. Uh, we'll hear from Christian Clark. He will tell us uh, a little bit about the Pels taking on the Knicks tonight. That is coming up over at 630 over in Madison Square Garden. And, and also Jeff Podilock, uh is going to join us to talk about the Chiefs from midsports sports magazine. So thanks to Leo for helping set that up as well. He's got guys all throughout the league covering their teams. Hopefully you're enjoying a little bit of this as we get into the playoffs. I'm with you. I wish it was the Saints. You know, it is what it is. Hour 3 next on ESPN New Orleans.